Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kitzrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of 48 Minutes, episode 41, and I am one of your hosts, Alex Derrickson, and joined this week by the mayor of Carl Anthony Town, Tim Daniel. Holiday. Celebrate. Good time. It's almost Memorial Day, so you're not too far off. No man, long what, we we work in the banking world, so that's like a a long weekend for us. And, and any any sort of holiday where there's mattress sales, I typically and know not to work that day. Yes, and, and or anything that honors uh, a non-president, if they're just like Benjamin Franklin wants you to have this mattress, it's like I should take the day off work, <laughs> you know. And rounding out this this menage a trois, this trio of sorts is. He hates this nickname, the King of the Dairy Queen, Sean Mackey. <laughs> hey, is this, is, this re- is this really episode forty-one? I think so. I think last week was forty. So Mark Pope edition. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh. You just you you will do anything to deep. bring up. You will you'll do whatever you have to to bring up a Mark Pope reference. You I, esoteric I, fuck. I, I had I had his haircut in '96. Everybody called me Mark Pope <laughs> you for an entire funny. year. You, you have like you now you have like a like a grown out Mark Pope. Like if I don't you can't really get higher than the Pope. So I was gonna try and do like a hierarchy thing. So it have to be like the Mark God haircut. So yeah. Here are the names of people that he could have used that aren't Mark Pope of episode 41. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, did you just whip up, like, 41s, like, on the fly? Yes, I did. Dirk. There's, no, no, there's, 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 there's no better Posey. 41 than Mark Pope. Okay, Dirk, Posey, Wes Unseld, you of all people, Sean, with your, I got Wes Unseld on my team. Well, did, did did he play for the 1996 UK Championship team? Because if if not, I don't care. Now, now, see, so Sean references the 96 UK Campbell. Championship team not not just because of his love for Mark Pope and because that was apparently his nickname in high school, but it was also because he loves just like I do those Converse jerseys. Yep. Oh, oh, I, I, I want. I wish Kentucky would bring him back for a, for a game right? sometime. My oh. my middle school team the year I, I was I was in the sixth grade in '96 and they actually got to wear that was their basketball shoe for our our, our middle school team. Oh yeah! And I was super jealous that I didn't make the team that year because to add insult to injury of me not making it, they got those really cool Converse. Mm-hmm. Hold. They got those really cool Converse. So ah. yeah, yes, yeah. So. So, to also, what the last name for Alex does that this is 48 minutes on this too, Sean, you could have listed. Glenn Rice. Okay, now Alex, go ahead. Oh, no, it's okay. No, this is, I, I like this banter. I like this, this casual speaking that we do before we get into it because this is 48 minutes and it does come to you each and every week on podcast services around the globe. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear with your eyes, you can go to 48minutesnetwork.com where you can read all the goods and goodies of the written word that we have waiting for you, despite the fact that print may or may not be dead. And if you want to get caught up on the show, you can access all of our back episodes there. They're all just waiting for you, like the Island of Misfit Toys are waiting for Rudolph and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, one of the most strangely ending christmas specials of of that claymation era it's weird right like he he pretends to what was he He pretends to be like a dying pig or something like that and then yukon cornelius rips out all the abominable snowman's teeth and they're like good job rudolph you saved christmas yeah that's kind of like the long and short of it right yeah basically it's it's fucked up man like we we're gonna we, we watched that as kids but if you want to help support this crazy labor of love that sometimes talks about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the best thing you can do is subscribe on your podcast service of choice. But preferably, if you could scamper your way on your on the way over to iTunes slash Apple Podcast, leave us a nice five-star review. It only helps us out and does not cost you anything but a couple of mouse clicks and about 60 seconds of your time. Housekeeping, if you didn't know, if you subscribe to us, you know, just a friendly reminder that you should. 
Every Sunday, we have been rolling out a new show with Tim and Ben called Garbage Time, where you, uh, it's kind of like a, it's, it's a, it's us kind of paying the piper, right, for, for doing the show on, on, in the middle of the week, because sometimes we miss shit, right? Yeah, it's basically so, 48 minutes, too. Yeah, eight ninety six minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For the, for the price of zero, because we don't charge for this, because we love you. And it's the uh, UConn-Syracuse college basketball game of 2009 version of the podcast. Oh, where Johnny Flynn blew out all of his basketball? Yep. And didn't have enough to bring to the NBA? <laughs> yeah, basically. Johnny. Johnny and got, Flynn. And got um, drafted over Steph. Uh, man, and, what a, and a bunch of other good people. What a <laughs> yeah. time to be alive there. Yeah. Uh, but that is all we have for the housekeeping here. So now that we got the rigmarole out of the way, I just want... We got mm. so we got a nice four day layover before the conference finals start. I think this is an appropriate time as as any since I I am the banger of the Alex hashtag Alex was right drum right. Mm-hmm. When you're right fifty two percent of the time like I am, you you know what that means, right, Tim? You're a great field goal percentage shooter. You're wrong forty eight percent of the time, and I really bought into that Sixers hype. Oh yes, we uh. did. Who didn't? It was hard not to, but I... I God! It's... Mm, so I watched the last about 40 seconds of Game 5. Okay. Uh, and the the couple things I noticed is, <clears throat> this, despite the fact that throughout the series, they, you know, came a basket or two away from a few games, and, you know, won, won the one game that they did, right? It's that they never really quit trying... Like they right. they went down swinging, and as soon as the game ended, I, I tweeted out the Sixers are going to be fine because I think they are. <clears throat> but it was quite evident that they just ah, one Brad Stevens is a hell of a good coach. Oh, for sure. D- despite the the voting saying otherwise for the the curse of the year award, uh, but it it really showed they kind of just lack that veteran anchor. They need their hoe grant. Exactly. And that's that's what you said, is is they lacked their hoe grant. So how are you guys feeling about the Sixers? I know there's the rumblings that they're uh, uh, a Kawhi runner or a LeBron runner. Uh, there's also crazy other amounts of speculation for Boston and everything, too. But So this this question runs twofold. One, and, and Tim, I'm, I'm going to let you start. How are you feeling about Philly now that the season is wrapped? And two, how are you feeling about Boston that they're doing this without Kyrie and Gordon Hayward? Hayward. Um, well, let's do this with Philly first. I think more or less we kind of, like you said, like we bought in. And we really, really were like excited about it. They, were, they looked outstanding. They won the series in Miami where they just controlled the series. Um, but, you know, they lose the series four games to one to the Celtics. But honestly, man, like... I get being disappointed. I'm bummed out that they lost, obviously. But when you take a step back, even with all the talent we saw this team have, even with how good they are, I don't think any of us expected conference semifinals this year for a team just learning to play together, for a team that their two best players missed a combined three and a half years of basketball, uh, for their number one pick of this year really playing 12 games and really playing two playoff games. And, um, you know, so... That part is where I'm with you. I think they're going to be fine. And I think this year is 100% a successful year because of, you know, we did not expect this so soon. We probably thought seven seed this year, 44 and 38 around there. And, you know, uh, but that 16 game win streak really just changed everything where it made us believe more in them. And I still believe they're going to be great. I think, like you said, like Sean was, was, uh, said, they need, a, they need a Horace Grant. Um, they need that, that veteran that can keep pulling them all together, that can, you know, that's been, been in the trenches. Uh, to really help them out there. Obviously, if it's a superstar like a LeBron James, Paul George, or Kawhi Leonard, sure, sure. you know that's that's definitely going to help any team. Um, but you know, even a um, you know even a you know another guy like a second tier guy that can go in there and help them out would be huge. I think that they have such a great future. I don't think Brett Brown really managed that game the best way. To be honest with you, I think he mm-hmm. made us a couple of rough coaching decisions, mm-hmm. uh, especially lineup wise. It felt like he was just throwing things out there, um, but. Um, I'm excited to see how, what, how they where they go from here. You, what we basically saw in Ben Simmons is as great as he is, and he you know is all the talent that he talked about. There are still some things that need to be fixed with him. Um, oh, you mean like not putting up you know just one point in a playoff game? That you know he's he's <laughs> missing wide open dunks. There was a Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer always laughs at the fact that he shoots with the wrong hand. Um, so I, 
I think that's pretty funny. Uh, jump shot's definitely one of them, and I think, um, but yeah, man, I'm excited to see what Philly looks like next year, especially if they can get a really big free agent to help them out. I think any of the the big three, you know, possible free agents, Kawhi, PG, or or LeBron, would automatically throw them in the conference finals next season because Boston has overachieved out their ass and. I'm not gonna. You say this. I know, I know, I know, and 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 they are a good team. They are a good team, and Brad Stevens. I, I'm gonna say this. I think Brad Stevens is probably the best coach in basketball right now, especially Damn. when I know I'm. I'm. I think he's passing up Pop. I think he's. I think he's there. He's. He's got a fresh mind. He's probably. He's arguably the best coach at drawing up a play out of a timeout. Oh, 100 percent. At at this point, you know, and. That right there, that really kind of shows you, you know, how good he is. Because they're always really good in the clutch. They're always really, really good in the clutch. And he has gotten the most out of a bunch of players that would not be that great if they were in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Jalen Brown has has really shown up. And and Jason Tatum is is just wonderful this year. Al Horford is that perfect veteran, and he's been awesome. I don't think we've, we've talked about Oh my about god, that awesome alley-oop last night? Yeah, he is, he, is, he is still great. He is still great. It's funny that, it, it's hard to believe he came from the same team that Joakim Noah did, and Joakim Noah is just like, out in the beach growing a beard someplace. <laughs> Not only Joakim Noah, but Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer, yeah, and I mean, like, he's, he's really outlasted all those guys, which I would have never... I, no. I wouldn't have saw. I mean, everybody always thought Noah was going to be the big guy coming out, and he was. For well, a that was. Years, I think but... that was after the first Florida championship. After the second one, it was kind of like, oh, Horford's the better player. Yeah, but you know, I I think when they get Kyrie back next year, and they get Hayward back, it's going to be they're going to be phenomenal. Sure. I mean, there's I I don't. I, but who knows? You know, it might disrupt some stuff. You know? How fun will that be when we can hear all the Celtics fans in our area because Dave Cowens played for them when the, before Star Wars came out, and they're going to be big <laughs> Celtic fans now. Here we go, guys. Well, I think I think when you're in a situation like us, right, where we don't we don't have a team like our we have to split. Like if if you were to sit there and like split an imperialist map in terms of where like Cincinnati s- shares their fandoms. You know, some would migrate towards Cleveland. The other would technically have to migrate towards Indianapolis. And so I think you just have to strap yourself to, I guess, whatever the most popular team is. And at that point, you know, I think it's value over it's valued at picking a player than it is picking a team. Because, I mean, I know one guy. There was one guy who openly admitted to me. He's like, I just like wherever LeBron plays. I'm like, you know what? I hate you, but that's fine. (laughs) And And that wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. So, just spitballing here. I tried to run it in the trade machine, but I can't get the cash to work because Philly is like has the same contract set up that like the Twins did when they had Grady Sizemore, which is a bunch of talent, real cheap. Uh, if if you could like flop Sarich and like extra cash without like really gutting the team for like a Taj Gibson. Yeah. Like running a more like defensive minded putback guy alongside Embiid because I think that's the thing is I kind of feel like it was the tale of two Sarichs sometimes too. Yeah, uh, just the same way he kind of got like a tale of two McConnells. Yeah, I agree. It, well, I mean... tale of Go two Fultzes. Like, and that, I think that's that's the issue with Philly is when like the cylinders are pumping and like the piano's finely tuned and somehow I've compared Philly to a car and a piano. It's they're an incredible team, like nigh unbeatable, as we saw with like a 16 or 18 game win streak. But like it's I, I can and I think I compared him to, to this before. It's that mid 2000s Skiles Bulls team where like everybody has to show up, but one person has to show up just a hair more. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, then you're losing four to one in the conference semis. Yeah, I think that's a fair comparison. I like that. Because, I mean, we saw that with that Bulls team against every time they met the Pistons. They would sweep yeah, the Heat. Yeah. And then and Chauncey however, Phillips would run them off the court. 
I know. I, I, I think this team is going to be much better than the Scott Skiles <laughs> Bulls well, yeah, team. Yeah, they now. were only good for two seasons. <laughs> they were only good for two seasons. I remember, not, I remember. You're not going to fire Brett Brown on Christmas. After after they had that big showing in the in the playoffs that one year, I remember the, when the the season predictions came out the following season. People were predicting them to get to the NBA Finals, and yeah, I'm like, they just locked in Ben Wallace and they drafted Noah. I know, but like, I mean, how crazy was that that we thought that was going to like probably happen? Because it's like they didn't really have anyone. They had Luol Deng, Ben Gordon, who didn't play defense at all. You know, <laughs> Kirk Heinrich, who did, but he couldn't do anything else really. So, I mean, I, I don't. I Maybe mean, we were crazy back then. I don't know what we were thinking. We undervalued the necessity of a man in the post. That's what it was. That's all that was. it was. We we, we, we thought we and we thought we were going to get it with uh, with Drew Gooden, and it just it just didn't happen. Oh no 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 one thought that. So <laughs> let me get, let me get your guys' thoughts on this because I was you know I'm all for super fans and in, in, in sports obviously you know sure uh, celebrities who come to games or former backup quarterbacks who got replaced by the greatest quarterback of all time show up to your game wearing your jersey and they get to go to the podium <laughs> and enter NBA press conferences. Why the hell was Drew Bledsoe like can we do this for every team? Can we have Drake uh, take the Raptors swept uh, sweeping press conference? Can we have um <laughs> can, like please like can we get Jack Nicholson to do the, like the Lakers exit interview? Like, <laughs> like I feel like we need this. I think you Drew Bledsoe want to be a better team. <laughs> <laughs> I think Drew Bledsoe started an unnecessarily awesome trend. Like the Sixers when they got eliminated, we could have had Will Smith go up there and be like, "Yeah, we're doing Bad Boys 3. Oh, the game. Yeah, that sucked. I mean, uh, in in one regard, sure, like, haha, that's funny. But the other, like. There's like ninety percent of me that's all in the camp of fuck that. Yeah, I'm totally like Drew Bledsoe answering questions. And I was like, Terry Rozier just had the biggest game of his career, probably. But uh, somehow, let's link this back to football. Right, exactly, because Drew Bledsoe wore yes. a scary Terry shirt. ESPN just put him up there. They're like, we gotta get someone to to remind them about football. The game was on TNT though. Secretly, John Madden owns television. Yeah, yeah but you know that press conference probably aired on ESPN. Well, the, the funny thing was, people so, were casually changing the station. They're like, football, and Drew Bledsoe like called him Terry Rose. God, wearing his jersey. Oh Love God. It. Love it, filthy casual. Oh, his autographed game worn jersey. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Dude, like, I, and like, the thing that was so funny about it is I don't know how much of the game you guys saw. Like, Bledsoe was, like, fi- like getting the crowd fired up, and, like, he did the whole, like, wearing the jacket over the thing and unzipped it to show the Rosier jersey, and I'm like, oh my God. Drew, I get it. Tom Brady took your paycheck, but <laughs> come on, next, bro. Next, we're going to have fucking Doug Flutie at Knicks games. <laughs> right! Like... <laughs> Just sitting there like, I punted a ball for two points once. I had cereal. It sold exclusively at Biggs. Uh, come so, to 48 Minutes, stay for the, come for the basketball talk, stay for the Doug Flutie references. Doug Flutie and Drew Bless have mentioned on an NBA podcast, everyone. <laughs> what a time. Yeah. So just kind of kind of moving on from that, because I know you, you and Ben touched on it with the other... Uh, conference semifinals massacres because nothing really in this series screamed it or like in this round of the playoffs screamed it was close no not at all i mean the closest game was toronto cleveland game three and of course you know the lebronosaurus rex extinct the rapture again it's oh god and i i really like i really can't wait for sean to go on on like his fourth consecutive like Raptors are a bunch of money launderers. Uh, I'm waiting for him to be right? like, "Fuck you, Tim. You were wrong. Ha ha." Because I was wrong. I was totally wrong. <laughs> so the the thing that like I want I want to touch on is I know I, I I text this to you guys too, but like it's the NBA, and I think I think this round of of playoff matchups really showed it since we've got a four day layover before they can start the conference finals. It really kind of shows more like the feudalism and in, mm-hmm. in the NBA where you do have like your more high ranking like rich people versus like your your serfs and like you've got like the landowners versus the people that work for the landowners. Yeah. You know, and it's it's almost like an exercise in futility to go up against, you know, at this point Boston, Cleveland, Golden State and Houston. 
because it doesn't matter if you're ranked first, have the coach of the year, uh, sweep the third seed Blazers or whatever. Like you're going to run into a buzzsaw when you run into any four of those teams. Yeah, I can see how that can make it not fun for people who just like are kind of teetering on the fandom. It's um, it's not fun if we're getting Cavs Warriors four again, which we are. No, no, God damn it! No, no, he or er, er, uh, Alex here thinks that Houston's going to make it, and I I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers are going to win the whole thing. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's we're, so we're not we're not getting we're not getting. We're not getting dubs, dubs, caps four. It's not going to happen. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Shut up, Tim. I don't yeah, want Tim. it to. You, you guys, <laughs> you guys know of all people who don't want to see the Warriors win a title. Sure, but it's just like it's, it's such a weird like French Revolution bourgeoisie proletariat thing where it's just like, oh, that's cute. You you massacred the Blazers. Well, mm, we're the Warriors. Oh, dude! Like, I, I we're know. going to just smear the blood all over Oracle Arena and then paint ourselves in your skin <laughs> and just march our way to Houston because <laughs> we've got Draymond Green, who Charles Barkley wants to fight, <laughs> and then gets in a fight with Shaq. Like, it, <laughs> but Google me, Chuck. It's I don't know. It's I, I like it. I like the fact that at least we have to kind of embrace the absence of parody where it's just like, mm, Nope, this is uh this is what it is. It's these four teams, like eat shit, like deal with it. But I like the fact that it didn't even like pretend to be a competition. So just kind of Sean, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pass the, the hot potato topic off to you here. Raptors calves. Bring it, dude. Come you've on. Been, you've been saying it. You you've been stoking the fire. You've you have been on this on this 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 Titanic esque ship of of SS Raptors or frauds, and you've been down not only captaining the ship, but in your off time down in the boiler rooms, shoveling the coal, making sure the ship <laughs> runs as fast as it can. <laughs> And Bill, this is your captain speaking, Sean. Do it. How are you feeling? I uh, I feel um, redeemed. I feel uh, I feel confident in further in, in future predictions about Hashtag the Raptors. Sean was right. Hashtag Our Sean was right. We've all had we've all had one at least. We're, we are kicking Sean's egotistical hornet's nest right now. By the way, <laughs> I know, I know. I uh, you know I and I I only watched. Uh, uh, I'll be honest with you. I only watched a couple halves of a few of those games because I knew <laughs> a couple halves I, of a few of them. <laughs> and and I, I and I you know I knew what was going to happen. And I've watched the 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 you know the the final shots that these came down to, <laughs> or the ESPN Sports Center beatdowns that I saw. And you know none of it surprises me because the Raptors do not make changes at all. Like they they they're like the Atlanta Hawks were, you know, for years and years and years, you know, down at the seventh seed, kind of getting up. Oh, we made it to the conference finals this year, out of sheer luck. We played really well. We all made the All Star team, but this is us peaking, and we didn't do anything extra. We just kind of everything just kind of went together this year for us, and that is what Toronto did this year, and what they did last year. They didn't do anything. I don't really like Dwayne Casey. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm, I'm not a Dwayne Casey fan. You guys like Dwayne Casey? He's the uh, reason the I, Mavs I have a title. I think Dwayne Casey is going to <clears throat> be another another nail, another feather in my cap in terms of uh, the Coach of the Year award being the most cursed award in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, he's he's done. I think he's done there because there was there was no reason. They could have at least won one game. Come on. I just, when you say... A couple halves of a few of the games. I just, I just imagine you like making this bowl of popcorn, sitting down on your couch, turning on the TV, watching Norman Powell like miss an opportunity for a rebound, and you looking at your wife and just be like, "See, I told you they're frauds. <laughs> I've seen what? what I need to see. Point proven." I know, but they, I, I've, I just don't, I don't think they do. They never do anything different, you know. And and um. Kyle, Kyle Lowry is. Kyle Lowry is good. Mar DeRozan is good. But then you put Ab- Abaka's washed. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Abaka is washed, and he was like their big, 
signing a while. Was he traded there? He was yeah. traded there, wasn't he? Traded and, and then re-signed. he resigned and traded yeah. and resigned. So I mean, he's he left or he's there and he's he's sucking. So it's like I don't know I, what would you guys do to to right this ship. Do you get rid of Casey or or do you not completely flip out and just get some other players? No, I think you have to get rid of Casey and okay. I I think if there's one person that can right the ship, it's Masai Ujiri. Yeah, and I, I, and I, have, and I, I have agree. The, I still think he is one of the just brightest brains in basketball. Just also, I, I just I, like alliteration. I completely agree with you. With in, that. in terms of who you get, uh, but but I think I think he coasted this year. Ujiri. Yeah, I think he felt like he could. Just I mean, you finish in the first seed, like you think you've got that glue, that continuity there. Uh, I, I think he probably thought flipping Biombo for Ibaka was an upgrade, but if if I'm him, I'm I'm getting rid of Casey. I'm gonna try and beat Orlando to MK Udoka. Uh and I'm building around Lowry and DeRozan, but you want like a good like three and D dude at small forward. Uh I, th- I think you move on from Valanchunas. I, I think you've gotta you've got to upgrade that front court. Yeah, I think I that, think that front court is like, dude. They're in like so, religiously uh, holy. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now on Spot Track. They don't have any money. They're literally in projected mm. cap max space. They're negative. So actual cap max space, they're negative forty million. That doesn't mean anything in the NBA. Um, practical cap max space, they're negative seventeen million. And you got to think. So let's look right now. Um, Lowry, Droz, and Ibaka all making over twenty. Valanciunas making fifteen. Fuck, so, there's there's thirty five that needs to go. I I you know I think I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say this now. You guys can call me crazy or whatever, but I think it's time for Kyle Lowry to go. I think it's time for DeRozan to go. I yeah. You, you would you would get rid of DeRozan before Lowry? I'm sorry. Who finished game four? I mean, who finished game three? <laughs> it does it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. How okay? So DeRozan Lowry no Lowry no. was drafted in 2006. <laughs> man, this was his last good year. Okay, it's like the, do you remember when the Kings got rid of Chris Webber? They finally were like, you know what? We probably got the best years out of you. you we're trading your ass to the Sixers. Okay, that's, that's fine. I think we're at the same point. So no. Are, no. So okay. So who, Sean? If and, and then Tim, I, I'll I, I want your DeRozan take. I'm going to ask you the same question, but just you know, vice, vice versa here. If you had to flip Kyle Lowry, you're probably probably going to be able to to sell high on him to an yeah. extent. Yes, but if if you're going based off draft year at at 06 and saying that this is possibly his last year, who who do you think, or do you think they're fine with Fred Van Vliet? Fred Van Vliet, Van Vliet. but like Van, Van Fleet, whatever Greta Van Fleet. But so, <laughs> who are are you flipping Lowry for front court help? Are you moving him because you want to upgrade a point guard like? You know, yes. like you say, yes. saying you just want to move Lowry is one thing, but how? If you're Ujiri, what do you, what are you doing? Because if I'm Ujiri, I'm kicking my own ass for not trying to at least go after Blake Griffin when he got sold to the Pistons. I, I and got Stan Van Gundy fired. Yes, yes. <laughs> Get the I think... fuck out, Stan Van Gundy. <laughs> <laughs> Was that your like shredder voice? <laughs> no, almost, almost. I think, I think you. I think you give up Lowry for someone like Mike Conley. But okay, then that's, that's not fu- happening. No, no, fuck you. That's your age argument. Okay, yeah, I know, but I think Conley has some better years behind him. I, I, was, si- I would have but said Conley. Why would Memphis take that deal? Because they're rebuilding. They want to cash out completely. <laughs> like, but you're not you're not cashing out. You're basically flopping the same amount of money. Like, yeah. I was, was going to say Conley too. Like I love Conley in Toronto. I, I think I just, I just think they need to change, man. You know? And I, I don't know what you, I don't know what the market's going to be for, for someone like Kyle Lowry at this point in his career. I don't like know what said, the market's going to be for anyone in Toronto, especially when Tim's telling me 35 mil is tied up in Serge Ibaka and Jonas Valanciunas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get what, fucked, one of, Raptors. What, one of the, <laughs> 
one of those guys is gone during the draft. One of those guys is, is going. I don't know where they go. I don't know if they go after someone else, but they're going to have to shuffle some stuff. Sure. If you're, say, if you're saying Dwayne Casey is gone. Dwayne Casey's fucking gone. <laughs> I don't gone, think so. I think he'll be back next year. Oh, I, well, I fucking hope not. I hope that I don't think so. Someone from a Discovery Zone commercial telling Dwayne Casey <laughs> so, to get okay. out of his office. Actually, here's what I think happens. Let's say LeBron stays in the East, whether it be Cleveland or Philly. I think then they go, shit, we blow it up. If, but I think if, he, if they're like, oh, he signs with the Lakers, I think they'll be like, no, we're cool. You're right. I, I agree with that. Sure. I think they're going to wait till 4th of July week when LeBron makes this decision. Honestly, <sighs> I do. But here's why I'm saying on the other with the with the Rosen. Do it. So so, Lau- okay. so Lowry's contract, albeit yes, Sean, you are 100 percent correct, and it's la- and his next two years is 31 million and 33 million. Whoa. Yeah, at th- he'll be 33 years old, and you know not every 33 year old is a freak of nature. <gasps> One million dollars for every year alive, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, and DeRozan stays about the same base, 27 mil, so 27 mil, 740. But. You're going to get a lot more for DeMar DeRozan than you are Kyle Lowry. And the reason I'm kind of leaning more towards keeping Lowry or DeRozan, if you take out December this year, DeRozan's literally the same player he's been for the last three years. Everyone's like, well, he got so much better as a three-point shooter. No. He was really good at shooting threes for a month. <laughs> a, a month. And this I isn't, agree. This isn't me dogging DeMar. I think DeMar's great. I would love, 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 love to see DeMar go to a place like L.A. and they go get a Kawhi or a Paul George and go with Lonzo and those guys because that would be sick. That would be phenomenal. No. Uh, God, I, I do not want to see DeRozan in a Lakers jersey. Please, why did you bring that up? Why would you not want to see that? I just don't, man. He just belongs in, in Toronto purgatory. No, he doesn't. I think he does. Okay, I just he's, one even... of the, he's probably one of the top... He's gonna... He's okay, a top he's, 20 player. He's a top He's going player. to the Knicks. He's going to the Knicks. No, he's Ooh. not, because Aaron Gordon is going to the Knicks. We've established no, this. No, no, Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon will get do some kind of weird sign-and-trade, and he'll end up in Toronto. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> the Orlando already made that deal. They don't want to make that deal again. Yeah, we'll see. So, Or, you know, the other come home, and God, I don't want this either, because, you know, I don't want anything good to happen to the Clippers. You flip the bar and go to L.A. You know, you get a draft pick out of it because the Clippers are in the lottery. The late lottery, but they're there. You know, so... Cause the, I kind of I like that, actually. That, you get that, pist- yeah, that Pistons pick, which is okay. in the lottery. You know, that's going to dump a lot of money. The Clippers have the cap space because, you know, Chris Paul is gone. Blake Griffin is gone. There's no way DeAndre Jordan comes back. Um, if he does, I'll be shocked. But, you know, unfortunately, Doc Rivers is still your coach there. So... So would you maybe flip Kyle Lowry to Miami for like a Hassan Whiteside in a heartbeat? Oh, oh no, I don't. I mean, Hans, I think Whiteside's a two-year wonder. He's literally that's, yep. that's all. He's he's done. There's a, there's a reason he was <laughs> in the G League for a long time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I completely agree with you. That I'm just trying to. I was trying to think. I figured Lowry would take the deal because he's like no sales tax. I'm in. <laughs> Or income well, in that tax, case, rather. in that case, send him to Dallas or send him back. Send him back to Texas. Yeah, that's I, I Toronto. Toronto. I think I'm I'm gonna call as my my team to watch this this summer, just because okay. they're. And if you look, if you pull them up on the trade machine, they have a shit ton of trade exception cash. Yeah, they don't have a lot of trade kickers though, do they? They've got they've got an 11 million exception from Damari Carroll. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know who paid Damari Carroll $11 million. The Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> that sounds right. Oh, yeah, and they have the, um, they have the mid-level exception, too, for C.J. Miles. <laughs> and they got the 21s to prove it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so so let's, let's, let's scamper away from, from Toronto and, and Cleveland. I just wanted to hear Sean's, <laughs> Sean's, Sean's Baskin in the glow. So, uh... Warriors and Pelicans? I mean, I think it was kind of the same deal that we saw with, like, uh, Sixers and Celtics, right? Where it's just youth, like, youth getting the best of you? Yeah, for the most part. Um, except for financially. Playoff Rondo? Yeah. Financially, they're not really much of a better situation either, especially if they bring Boogie back. Yeah. I still think they will. They will. Yeah. Um... I was really impressed with everything they, that the Pelicans did this year. This was definitely mm-hmm. a successful year for them. Um, you know, Drew Holiday really just 
It's amazing how good Drew Holiday is when he doesn't have to be the point guard. Yeah. And you saw a lot of that in the playoffs. Um, I would love to see a situation where they can get, you know, with them it's always been, well, they have the big men. I guess I can say always. The last year and a half it's always been. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have the big men. They have Drew Holiday. That's a pretty good group there. But they don't have a whole lot of wing players other than that. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if the money could work, Paul George would be perfect there. But he's one of the Lakers. I think that's set in stone, just about. Uh, I still like the Paulicans. I do too. Yeah, but in that case, you could add Chris Paul back too. But I don't know, man. I just I'm uh I'm happy with the year they had. I think that Alvin Gentry did a hell of a job, and I'm really excited to see how like, things go with Boogie and mm-hmm. Miritich next year. Yeah, Miritich is that's interesting how that's going to work because I don't think he's going to want to come off the bench again well I'm trying to think who their three is right now and it's like Etwan Moore so even if they bring Rondo back and Boogie you could potentially go Rondo, Holiday, Miritich Boogie, Davis or you know I think that's too slow it's very slow it's a very plodding and I mean that's Alvin Gentry's style is to just slow. well I mean he, he, he picked up the pace this year with, yeah, with they the were like, head. they were the fastest team in the league this year. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I will bang the Pelicans drum uh, as loud as I can, but I I I think you're half right, and that he's not going there. But I God, I hope he doesn't go to the Lakers. This this off season is so spotty. Yeah, it is. We really don't know what's going on, and no. which is great. Yeah, I mean, it, it is wonderful. I mean, it's kind of like 2010 again. <sighs> yeah, but I think... I, <laughs> I feel like there's fewer teams mortgaging their futures. Yeah, I mean... And, and you're not dressing up like the Ultimate Warrior on YouTube. That's true. I've, oh, that was I'm, you? I've got, I've, got, <laughs> I've got the belly again. I can bring back Fat, War, fat Bulls fan. Oh, God. <laughs> For anyone that didn't know... Ah, secret, <laughs> secret. So, looking at... Is it wrong I forget who the Rockets even beat? The the Yaz? That's right. Yeah. It's... Okay, so... I we, we've, we've talked a lot, or at least I have, that the four teams that are in the conference finals all basically have what they need to succeed... Save for the Celtics, who have what they need for the need for need to succeed, but it's on the bench right now, being injured. But they have all the parts there. Cleveland has somehow is making this weird, broken, half morph Voltron work, and then like Houston's fine, as I say when we close the show, and then Golden State's going to Golden State. But if you look at the Raptors, the the Pelicans, the Jazz, and the Sixers, except for maybe the Raptors based on how we just talked about them, they're all only a player away from being up there. Yeah. One I or mean, two players. The, the difference between all those teams, though, is like when you look at the Jazz, they found their star player, and they're going to have him for a very long time. Whereas mm-hmm. that case with the Raptors, they had their two best players. Like we just did a full six minute debate on should they keep even keep one of them, right? Uh, and I think the Jazz kind of got that Ricky Rubio renaissance though too. It was that man bun dude. So God, man, he came out with a ferocity this year. He got and a man think... bun. He sprouted a shooting sleeve. Ball game. So is Tibbs cursed? <laughs> I just think that the Tibbs, the Tibbs magic might be. Am I allowed to say this as like a? Am I allowed to say? I don't well, know if the Tibbs dust lasts anymore, guys. I'm sorry. There's there's still some some Tibbs fairy I, dust. Well, in I, there. I think for the for the Tibbs dust to work, you have to almost pluck a player out of obscurity. Like you can't you, do. you can't just like you got you, you got to find your John Lucas. Right. You you've got to get like a John Lucas, your Etwan Moores, your your Nate Robinsons. You know, it's but like. But I, Derek Rose wasn't that guy. He's he was really so, good in the playoffs. Yeah, but it's... I just feel like there's... Okay, so sidebar with Tibbs. The the thing with him 
is I think you have to build a roster around him. I think he is very much a coach that's set in his ways. And I think that there's just going to be players, and I think we may see it in Andrew Wiggins, that just aren't going to want to play for him. Yeah, he got worse. And I, he and I think he got worse regressed. because, you know, Butler Butler took that role. And Butler's a better player. But it's a thing where I think you have to be of a certain mind and body, you know, to be on a Tibbs roster. And that's why guys like Taj just succeed under him more than they succeed under a, a Billy Donovan, you know, or why like Butler will ex- Butler will excel anywhere, but why Butler just flat out excels under Tibbs. And I think I hope Towns holds up under him, but I think Minnesota's going to have to make what whatever moves Minnesota makes, they're going to have to be just very specific. They've got the cap space. Right. I mean, I'm looking now, the highest paid player is Butler at 19, 19.3. Mm-hmm. By the way, Spot Track's amazing for any NBA fan who wants to look at contracts. This thing's amazing, especially writers out there. Um, you got to think Carl Towns is making six mil. I mean, that's a, that's a bargain. Sure. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know, man, about. Like, I want, I want, I want to believe in the tips dust again, obviously. But the, the Andrew Wiggins thing, I don't think it's all Jimmy Butler. I kind of think he was like, you know, everyone saw him immediately went superstar, superstar, superstar. But I don't really, I, I mean, I thought it too, but the more I watch him, the more I'm kind of like, he is one of those ball players that depends on, if he can't get to the rim, he can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're in the NBA, you got to be able to do a whole lot more than do that anymore. Unless you're Ben Simmons, of course, and you're just a freak of nature. But, um, like, he's kind of become that player. And... You know, everyone kind of liked him for his deep. He you know, thought he'd be this improving defender, especially with Jimmy Butler coming in, and he is not. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, man. Uh, they just signed the max that, that deals with him too. So he's been very upset. Apparently, there was reports earlier in the year that he's upset about Jimmy Butler coming in and his his role kind of being decreased. But I don't know how many people are really like dying at the chance of having Andrew Wiggins. Not that he's a terrible player, but. I don't think the market. If, if you know, if Tibbs tomorrow was like we're putting Wiggins on the on the trade block, how many teams are going to call? Right. All of them. Lakers. I don't think Lakers. every team's going to call for him. Knicks. <laughs> Miami. I I mean, if I'm Fizdale, I would jump at that to get him on the Knicks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know, but maybe, but maybe we could have that that dream of Andrew Wiggins and Aaron Gordon being on the same team. Yeah, with, with poor Zing. Dunks, guys, dunks. That yeah, d- Dunk City works out so well for everybody, <laughs> especially in New York. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, looking at at the Jazz, like, what do you what do you expect out of them this off season? Not a whole lot. Um... It kind of goes to yes, and I said the space, but Utah is not exactly a desirable free agent location. Right, they're a team that's going to have to kind of like make themselves. Yeah, for where sure. Where you want to play? I'm trying to think. Like, let me look at the free agent list here again. Spot track. I mean, you got Jingles, and Jingles is going to be good for you. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, Donovan Mitchell for two million is right. Freaking awesome deal. Uh, Gobert is a perfect counterpart for him. Yes, it's. I think. The Jazz just need to shore up their depth. Because when it comes to playoffs and you're only running, you know, a nine-man, eight, nine-man roster, like, you've got to make sure that, like, you're airtight. Especially when you're going up against, you know, these amalgamated teams of the best players in the world. Yeah, because especially in this free agent class, you got to think, you know... LeBron has his option, obviously. Kevin Durant has his option, but he's not leaving. Chris Paul has his option. He's not leaving. Um, I don't know. Maybe they can go snake Contavious Caldwell Pope to go to Utah. That doesn't really excite me. No. Uh, I don't think Trevor Reza is going to leave Houston either. I don't know. Maybe they'll get Jabari Parker. Maybe he won't be a bull. Oh, yeah. I always forget about him. He didn't do bad when the few games he came back and played like more than 12 minutes. <laughs> he was serviceable. 
Yeah. You know, Rodney Hood's going to be back out there. Maybe they can bring him back because no, obviously he doesn't they, play for the they Cavs. They gave up on Rodney Hood once already. <laughs> they don't need to give up on Rodney Hood a second time. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's let's be bold here. Let's be brave and so bold and uh, wrap this show up with some with some conference finals predictions. Sean, Cavs and Celtics. Who you got? How many games? Uh, I've got LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and and I'm gonna go with uh, I'll go with six. Tim, no way. Cavs in five. All right, I'm I'm gonna say Cavs in seven. Ooh, I, like I think Brad Stevens is a better coach than Tyrone Lue. Oh, really? <laughs> no. And, What's your evidence? But uh, the fact that they both live on Earth and I can watch them do their jobs, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, it, it's it's that it's I think Tyrone Lue is going to just get a very very nice coaching clinic for seven games, but the difference maker is going to be LeBron. I think Boston is the better team. I think they have the better coach, and to say it again, they have the better team. The difference maker is LeBron, but. They're finally getting stuff from Kevin Love and Kyle Korver. And Every now and then? Dude. Kevin the Love Celtics in- get stuff from Marcus Smart sometimes. Games 2 through 4, Kevin Love was awesome. Yeah. And so Korver was pretty damn good too. I just, I, I think, the but you're matching up different. You're matching up against a better front court and against a better back court. I, I'm excited to see Jason Tatum and LeBron go at it for hopefully seven games. <laughs> Plus, like, the weird Tristan Thompson always has the big game against the Celtics in the playoffs thing. That's about yeah, to happen. But, I mean, you've got, like, Horford playing peak Horford right now. True. You've got Rozier just breaking out of his shell. Uh, Marcus Smart's doing well. Jalen Brown's doing well. The Celtics are clicking. And they're clicking at the right time. And that's why I'm saying seven games. But, like I said, you've just got that intangible x-factor in lebron and i don't think when cleveland makes it to their umpteenth consecutive finals or when lebron makes it to his like ninth consecutive nba finals or whatever it will not be to the credit of anybody but himself so much so i will say lebron averages 34 points a game this series that's exactly what he averaged against toronto actually and i think he'll do it again because he fucking has to yeah uh, so we've all we've all got calves in varying number of games here. Uh, so Warriors and Rockets. One, one of it, one of us is going to be right on one of those too. I mean, it's like what's them sweep? We'll be like, oh damn ah, it, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the one we Again. didn't do. So LeBron and LeBron and three. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just wave a white flag at the end of game three and be like, nope, we're done, we're good. Emilio Estevez comes out, blows his duck whistle, and he's like, we forfeit. Throw in the damn towel. <laughs> So okay, so Tim, let's. I'll let you start this one here. Warriors and Rockets. Uh, so here's the thing. Oh god, the, War- the Warriors were designed. I mean, the Rockets were designed this year to beat the Warriors uh-huh. defensively. I mean, that was exactly what the, the plan Daryl Morey, Mike D'Antoni put together. And I think that they are good enough to beat the Warriors. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. But the Warriors are just clicking right now, like you mentioned. It's so. Like, the other night they won when Klay Thompson shot one of seven from three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Rockets are going to win game one. Okay. And I, th- I think that they're going to take it to seven. But I think in seven, you know, other than, you know, LeBron and Kyrie Irving, it's really hard to beat the Warriors four times in a week. So I think the, Ro- I think the Warriors will win it in seven. Sean? Dubs in four. Whoa. What? What? It's my it's my prediction for today. Did you stumble into some absinthe in the last like fifteen seconds? Yep. Oh my god. Right. No. Uh. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. We'll see. I, we'll see. I'm saying someone's got to be right here, guys. I'm, I'm saying Rockets and six. Okay. And I'm, I'm saying the hero of the day is Clint Capella. Okay. I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to say he walks away this these six games averaging 16 and 14. I like it. Yeah, because, I mean, JaVale McGee is... Oh, they're going to put Draymond on him. 
Well, yeah, I know, but when they, you know, JaVale's gonna give, gotta give Draymond some minutes. When they play that death lineup, though, that's, ooh, that's... Scary. Yeah, I, I just, I think Capella made Carl Anthony Towns just look real, real silly. Yeah. And I, I think he's gonna have, and Carl Anthony Towns is better than, I, I mean, I personally think that he's better than anyone in that Warriors front court. Yeah, I agree. And... I think he's going to have a. I, I think Kerr is going to game plan. I think Kerr is going to have an answer for everything he does. But I still think Capella is going to walk away sixteen and fourteen. And I, I see Chris Paul. Oh God, I, a twenty and ten series. He hasn't had that playoff lull game yet. No, so no, but I think yeah, and that's why I'm giving him six games. Yeah, but. I it's going to be a shootout. Yes, it's going to be awesome. I I can't wait. Like that's basketball that I will watch. Yeah. So the real question now in this final four is now that the Raptors are out. What team is Drake going to hop on the bandwagon for? He's not. He's done. Right. He's going to release an album. Cleveland. Yeah, he actually literally is. But yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fucking Drake. Don't hate the Owl City of Rap. Oh, 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 you did? Oh. That, that, that could be another podcast. Oh, apply ice directly <laughs> to the burn because this has been 48 minutes and it does come to you each and every week on podcast services around the globe. And if you like what you hear, go to 48minutesnetwork.com where you can get caught up on all of the other shows. And if you never want to miss an episode of this or Garbage Time while Garbage Time is still running, you can support us by clicking the subscribe button on the podcast service of your choice. But if you specifically listen to us on Apple or Apple Podcasts or iTunes, scroll down just a hair further where those five stars are. Click that fifth star. Make them all solid where it says write a review. I need you to click that too. Put in a username. I don't care what it is as long as it's not taken. Leave the five stars in there. Write us a nice little review. Support us. It's only going to spread the gospel of this just ridiculous nonsense for all of us here thank you tim thank you sean heel hayward houston is fine houston and five